Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. It is Tuesday, August 17th. And oh my goodness, you guys, today is a day to talk about what's happening in the world. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Washington State was once admired for its public schools, its thriving economy, the safety of our cities, and our raw natural beauty. People wanted to move here. Now they want to leave. The truth is the radical left has been chipping away at our great state for a long time. They spent literally the last 30 years dismantling brick by brick the very virtues and values that made Washington State a sought-after place to live and work. The Democrats' assault on public safety through the demonization of police officers trying to do their job is threatening to our peace of mind and to the safety we have long enjoyed in the district. In fact, the disastrous policies of woke bureaucrats have emboldened criminals by allowing them to avoid conviction and incarceration. I've had enough. We can do better. The dream that Martin Luther King had for this country is quickly fading as once again we're focusing more on skin color than on character. Have you had enough? Because the left is just getting started. Our constitutional walls have been breached. Even our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms is being threatened. I've had enough. This must not stand. It's time for a change in leadership. And the only way to combat the bold, hostile takeover of our American way of life is to elect bold leaders who love this country and are willing and ready to fight for her. I'm Heidi St. John, and I'm running for Congress because I know that together we can turn the tide and restore America to the values that have made her the greatest nation on earth. If you've had enough of weak Republican leadership and dangerous Democrats, I invite you to join me in the fight for the soul of America. There's no time to lose, and I'm just getting started. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John. So lots of things happening, obviously, in, in the news. want to give a shout out to you guys before I get uh, going and rolling today, because there's so many things that, uh, that are on my heart and on my mind. But a couple of things I want to say thank you to everybody who, who has been uh, praying for us and just supporting this ministry financially. I am actually doing awesome. I don't think I have uh, really any residual leftover from the Rona from my bout with the Rona, except for I still get a little bit tired in the evening, but uh, I'm doing great. And I have something called durable lasting immunity. And so when I was a kid, I think I told you guys, you know, like eight, nine, somewhere in there, uh, I got the chicken box, not once, but twice. First time I got it, it was like, eh, not that big of a deal. Second time I got it, came back with a vengeance. And I mean, I was covered head to toe in chicken box. So guess what Heidi St. John will never do. I will never get 
the chickenpox vaccine because I don't need it. I don't need it. And uh, I'm hearing from a lot of you continuing to write in about the mask mandates and the mandated vaccines and the erosions of our freedom. I want to encourage you today. So on Wednesdays, I release a new episode of America's Town Hall. And tomorrow, uh, I'm going to be releasing a recording that I did with Dr. Richard Bartlett, who's been treating COVID patients uh, very successfully. You guys, he has a lot to say about what is going on right now and how you guys are being lied to and manipulated in the name of a virus at the 99.89% survival rate. And you're not going to want to miss that. So if you haven't already subscribed to America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John, it's where I talk about mostly things that are happening politically, but also it's an opportunity for me to really dive into my run for Congress and why I'm doing that. And so uh, check it out, America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John. Also coming on later on uh, this week, uh, in just a couple of days, you're going to hear from some really awesome freedom fighters, people who are out on the front lines fighting the school boards and the mask mandates and all the things that are happening right now. Here's my just general assessment of this whole thing. We, through our frustration, not mine, but people's frustration with uh, President Trump and the way that they didn't like that he tweeted, blah, 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 blah. You mix that with uh, the Rona that the Democrats have very skillfully and wickedly used to manipulate an entire nation into kowtowing to every stupid government mandate that comes along and every ridiculous idea. And now we have fallen, this nation has fallen into the hands of the Democrats and they are dangerous. Democrats are dangerous. I want you guys to, to, you know, we used to say, you know, D is for donut and Danny the dinosaur. Well, I say D is for dangerous and Democrat. And the, the Democrats are dangerous and there's, you don't need to look any farther than what's happening right now in uh, Afghanistan. And it's a, it's a, tra- it's a tragedy. It's an absolute tragedy. What's going on over there. You know, uh, this, this delusional president that we have in office right now, this guy who clearly has mental problems. I saw president Trump asked him to resign the other day. You guys, we're in a no win situation. So let's say he resigns. And then uh, Kamala Harris will be the president. And I, I'm sorry. I think that's an even bigger nightmare than the one we're currently living through. And I don't know if you guys watched, but I did, painfully so, uh, Joe Biden as he delivered remarks about why he decided to withdraw abruptly from Afghanistan without so much as a, as a plan, no backup plan. And I'm not even saying we should have been there, right? Uh, but he followed his the buck stops with me. You know, the buck stops with me. I'm surprised he could say that without tripping all over himself. But then he went on to uh, blame Donald Trump and Afghanistan. And it was sickening to watch. And the timing of it, you know, he's saying that he's he's decided to withdraw because he didn't want to turn Afghanistan over to a fifth president to handle. Well, okay. Okay. You know, I get that. Except for you're brand new into your, into your, you, you know, your stolen term. And that's troubling. It should, it should, you know, he's not coming to the end of his first term or even his second term. So to hand out, to say he doesn't want to give it to another president uh, is ridiculous. He's in the eighth month of a four-year term. Ooh, that sends a shiver up my spine. I hate even saying it. And what we're seeing happening around the world is a weak United States. And people that are watching what's going on in the world, the price of, uh, of the Biden uh, administration's absolute incompetence is going to be the loss of freedom for people around the world. And what did he do after he gave his, his, his ridiculous speech? He went back on vacation. 
he just, you know, see you later guys. I got, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going back to vacation. I just, uh, the whole thing, I can't even imagine if president Trump was still in office right now, uh, we'd be going toe to toe with these people. And so he heads back, he gives his little speech and then he heads back to camp David to continue on vacation. He gives a 10 minute speech and he probably needs, you know, a couple of weeks to recuperate. But I think the only thing worse than going on vacation as Afghanistan is collapsing and their people are dying is going back to your vacation after you gave a short speech in which you blamed everybody else for the decision that you made. So he was responsible for that decision. The American people need to hold him responsible for it. And I thought it was really interesting. You guys need to be following the news. Follow what's happening in the news in the wake of this, because even the New York Times is blaming Biden for Afghanistan. Even the New York Times is like, I don't know about that, right? And so I figure, I I read this awesome article in PJ Media, which I'll link back to in the show notes today. And they, uh, the writer of this article said, well, now I've seen it all. The reliably left-wing rag known as the New York Times isn't trying to sugarcoat the situation in Afghanistan and is blaming, and rightfully so, Joe Biden for what's happening. Quote, the rapid reconquest of the capital city, Kabul, Uh, by the Taliban after two decades of a staggeringly expensive bloody effort to establish a secular government with functioning security forces in Afghanistan is above all utterly tragic. The Biden administration was right to bring the war to a close, they added, yet there was no need for it to end in such chaos with so so little forethought for all those who sacrificed so much in the hopes of a better Afghanistan. Well, you know what? The New York Times rarely gets it right, but you know what? I'm applauding them right now. Good for you. Good for you guys to at least see that right. They went on to say, while the speed of the collapse of the Afghan government was shocking, the results should not have come as a surprise. The calamity cannot be laid alone at President Biden's feet, but it is incumbent on the current administration to make right what has gone wrong with the withdrawal plans. The editorial board continued, the U.S. military is, if nothing else, a logistical superpower. And it should move heaven and earth and anything in between to rescue those people who have risked everything for a better future. And this is what's, this is what is mind numbingly sad about this whole thing. There are people over there right now who are going to be hung and murdered and uh, tortured in the streets when the Taliban gets their hands on them because they assisted the United States in the hopes that that country would be in a better position eventually. And the United States has been a beacon for hope around the world. And we're, we're, we're watching now the world is not, is, is a less safe place. It's a less, it's, it's a less safe place because the Biden administration, this terrible administration, this terrible president, these dangerous Democrats are leading us absolutely into chaos. Maybe you guys saw that OPEC rejected Biden's call to pump more oil. They don't respect him. And so say what you wanted to about, uh, about President Trump. He was respected around the world. People might not have liked him, but he was at least respected. And Joe Biden is not respected. He is a weak president and a weak administration. And it's just disgusting what is happening right now. This disastrous bug out that we have uh, engaged in from Afghanistan, the videos that are coming out, you know, watching the the Afghani nationals trying to hang on to airplanes as they leave the ground only to fall to their deaths in Kabul, Afghanistan. This is shameful. And uh, President Trump called for Joe Biden to resign. But like I told you guys a moment ago, uh, I don't actually think that's going to help. 
And one could already argue that maybe he's already resigned. But here's the thing. I've been talking to you guys for years and years and years from the podcast and every other place that I've had an opportunity to use my voice to say, you must get involved. We must be engaged in what's happening. This politics can no longer be about personality. It must always be. It must always be about policy. And President Trump had it right on pretty much every policy. And yet we have Christians across the country who were so blinded by the fact that they didn't like his language and didn't like his style that they never once consider what might happen if they got someone into the White House who actually had a wicked policy. And now here we are. We're watching the, uh, the superpower that is the United States really being laid low. I mean, you, you can't watch it and not have your heart be broken. I don't think you can't watch it and just say, man, you know what? Uh, couldn't see that coming. Couldn't see that coming. I read a headline, uh, yesterday and it said, CNN says, quote, the Taliban chanting death to America, but they seem friendly. They seem friendly. So maybe death to America is the new, I don't know how you doing. This is CNN's Clarissa Ward reporting live in her burqa. You know, oh, here's another thing, you guys. Oh my goodness, you guys. I'm so sorry. It's just, it's, it's too good not to, not to eat, not to say it. I don't know if you saw this, but I, I um, put this out on my Instagram yesterday. As soon as I saw it, are you watching the Biden administration with our, uh, our, our transgender? You know, the, the dude who thinks he's a woman in charge of uh, the health of Americans. It's shockingly embarrassing. And what they're doing is they're calling on the, um, so the, the state department have, have joined with the United Nations, uh, in their ridiculous security council. And they're calling for an include, they're asking the Taliban to establish an inclusive government. <laughs> I'm like, you guys must not, you guys must not, you guys need to do your homework. I don't think you know who the Taliban is. These are the people that throw homosexuals off of the uh, roofs of buildings. Like for real. And yet Ned Price, the State Department spokesperson, got up in front of the entire world and was like, hey, Taliban, we see you guys are, you know, taking over back in Afghanistan again. And we just want to be sure and um, let you guys know that we're hoping that you guys have an inclusive government. For real? The Taliban doesn't give two flips about women. They, they have, I mean, their women's rights, it, it's non-existent. And the liberation of Afghanistan under George Bush is the only reason that girls could even go to school there. And if you think for one moment that the Taliban's not going to take those rights away from the women, you don't understand who we're up against. But, you know, remember, here in the United States, because we're woke, inclusive doesn't mean uh, equal rights necessarily for men and women of all races. They're talking about transgenderism. You got, do we really believe that these radical Islamists who are known for throwing, throwing homosexuals off of buildings are going to try to win diversity points with the United Nations? This is ridiculous. And it just shows how completely out of touch, how totally inept the, the Biden administration actually is. And that's where we are right now. And so there's a couple of things I'm going to encourage you to do. First of all, we, we need to pray 
for the innocent people in Afghanistan that are going to suffer because of the Biden administration and because of Joe Biden's decision to withdraw so abruptly without any discernible exit strategy. So the nation of Afghanistan now plunged into chaos. If you guys are watching the headlines with what's going on in China, we you know, have always been seen as a power around the world. And now China is emboldened, right? Because they see weak leadership. Xi Jinping is not sitting over there going, I, you know that, but Joe Biden, he's really got it together. I respect him. No, no respect at all. And they've been emboldened now to come against Taiwan. And they said that the, the island's defense is going to collapse and the U.S. military isn't going to be anywhere to be found. The U.S. military is not going to help. Sounds a lot like the police situation that we've got right now in Washington state because of the ridiculous people that are making laws for us in Olympia. So I know that if somebody breaks into my house and I call the police, they're going to go, sorry, you know, get a picture and maybe we can help you in court. But they're not actually going to come. And the Chinese Communist Party has learned a lesson after watching uh, old Joe Biden's Afghanistan catastrophe. And now Taiwan is in trouble. And he's like, Americans aren't going to help you. They're not going to help you. And I have to wonder if the Democrats, you know, if the, if the moderates at least are having second thoughts, well, maybe, maybe this was a bad idea. We have so many issues. And the bad guys in this whole thing, they're not stupid. They had eight years to study Obama's playbook. They knew just what to do. They've exploited the deliberate self-weakening of the United States. And that's where we are. We have fallen into the hands of dangerous Democrats and weak Republicans who don't have the backbone or the vote anymore to defend this this nation or the people around the world that depend on us for security. Now we can talk, you know, forever and ever about how, you know, why we should, why we were still in Afghanistan. And I think most Americans, including myself are like, we should have got out a long time ago, but this was not the way to do it. And now, and we know the Taliban never, they were never trustworthy. They never were. And I think, I mean, from what I was watching, it looked to me like when president Trump left office or when his office was stolen from him, however you want to look at it, he handed Biden a problem that was mostly solved. And all Joe Biden had to do was negotiate a lasting settlement from a position of strength or maintain an economy or a, a, a presence in Afghanistan if the Taliban failed to deliver. But instead, he decided to call it a day and just call the troops home. Hey, guys, I'm going on vacation this week. Seems like a good time for you guys to come home. And so now, of course, Biden is blaming Trump. He's going to blame the Taliban. He's going to blame the Afghan people. But this wasn't a one-off decision. This was the legacy of the Obama-Biden foreign policy. And Joe Biden has just finished what Barack Obama started. Uh, we watched Obama in Libya. You know, their whole, their whole uh, strategy was to lead from behind. It's shocking and it's sad. And we need to be praying for the people in Afghanistan. So that's the first thing, just praying for those people. Show your, get out a map. That's what I did. Show, get out a map, show your children where Afghanistan is on the map and tell them these people, particularly Christians and women, their lives are in danger now because of the actions of the United States of America. And that's the truth. And we need to pray for those people. There are thousands and thousands and thousands trying to flee the Afghan capital uh, right now because they are the ones who are going to be uh, the most at risk as this is happening. Second thing we, we need to do is 
uh, pray for the United States and pray for our elections that are coming up. And you guys know how I feel about this. I've been telling you for a long time, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. There's no time to lose. Absolutely no time to lose. There are too many things at stake right now and they are at stake at uh, local elections. And you guys are watching me and I'll talk about this a little bit more um, on America's town hall this week, but you're, you're watching me. Part of the reason I ran for Congress was to show you what it was like. And I spoke at a forum the other night with, with uh, two other people who are running for the same seat that I am running. And I said, and I'm going to say it loudly, watch how people campaign, watch how they conduct themselves in campaigns. They will govern the same way. They will govern the same way. And we have a crisis of leadership in this country. And I've been saying this on television interviews and, and, uh, and radio interviews around the nation, the real pandemic in this country is not a virus with a 99.89% survival rate. The crisis is a crisis of courage. People who we, we've got to be able to stand up. You guys go to your school board meetings, find out what's happening uh, and, and at your local city council, who's running for mayor, find out what their positions are, get involved. If you love this country and you want it to be, to remain free, get involved. Uh, tomorrow you're going to be able to hear my interview with uh, Dr. Richard Bartlett, brilliant, brilliant physician who has found a wonderful way to treat uh, COVID patients, and uh, and he's been very, very successful at it. But what's really amazing is his understanding of the propaganda that we are seeing. I mean, Americans have been massively propagandized. I mean, this is stuff that we've seen historically only in uh, China and communist Russia and places like that. But we are actually seeing the American populace be um, overrun, thank you to social media and so many other places, by propaganda. And it absolutely needs to stop. And it will not stop unless Americans say enough is enough is enough. And we'll talk about this tomorrow with, uh, with Dr. Bartlett. But the way that they're turning the people who have decided to get the vaccine against people who have decided not to get the vaccine and blah, blah, blah. And we could talk about it forever. And I've told you guys this before, Heidi St. John will not be getting an experimental vaccine, but I don't care if you do. So if you want to do it, that's, you know, whatever that's called informed consent. But what's happening in our country right now is shocking. There's a dude named Steve Cox. He's a candidate for Congress in California's 39th congressional district. He's running as an independent, but he has uh, recently decried the power of lobbyists over politicians from both parties uh, and has made breaking their power the focus of his campaign. PJ Media said, while agreeing that there are other issues that, quote, must, must be fixed, like healthcare and climate change, blah, 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 blah. He said, quote, ending the endless wars bit is not bad. Actually, it's clear that Cox is another left-wing candidate in a state that's full of them, absolutely full of them. It started when my friend Matt Walsh teach, uh, tweeted that COVID was here to stay. He said, you're going to get it. And he's completely right. It almost certainly won't kill you, but it could, just like the flu. You're probably going to eventually get cancer too, unless you die first. Lots of scary things out there. Death is certain. And so this dude who's running for office this really bothered him. And so he shot back whenever anyone says we all die from something to justify not taking precautions to help protect others in the pandemic, we should be allowed to shoot them. He said that. Why are you crying? We all die from something for you. It's that bullet in your gut. That's, that's happening. Steve Cox, 
Check it out. He's a candidate for Congress in California's 39th congressional district, and he wants to shoot you if you think that uh, it, you don't need if you don't want to get the the COVID vaccine. That's what's happening in this country right now. We have been taken over by dangerous Democrats and we are suffering under the leadership of weak Republicans and it absolutely needs to stop. I hope you guys will join me uh, today as we just continue to pray for the people of Afghanistan, pray for our leaders, pray that more men and women of courage will get off the bench and onto the battlefield. And, uh, and I, you know, this was a, this was a rough podcast because the news, there's, there's not much good, not much good going on right now. But I want you guys to be encouraged because as I uh, travel the district and talk to people, I am watching every single day, ordinary people get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Ordinary people say, not going to do that anymore. I'm actually going to get involved. And it may not be that you run for office. Maybe it's that you support someone who is. Or you say, hey, I'll be the person that puts your signs up in the district, or I'm going to be, um, I'll, I'll help you make phone calls, or I'll help you raise money, or whatever it is. It's going to take all of us. It will. We the time for us to just send somebody to office or vote and think we did our part, and that's all that we do is over. And frankly, I'm glad because we need citizens to be engaged in our government, engaged in the local uh, municipal runnings of our cities and our counties, and we need to start sending godly people to positions of authority. The Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And I am convinced as I watch what's happening in this, in the world right now, that as long as we make excuses for not supporting men and women who have the spirit of the living God in them, and for not getting involved and for taking a fatalistic attitude toward almost everything, this will continue to be the state of our nation. And there's something we can do about it right now. I, and, uh, I know I'm over time, but I want to tell you guys something really cool. So, um, I met a woman last week, uh, a dear friend of mine, I, I ran into her in my favorite coffee shop, Hidden River, which is in uh, Battleground. And there was a woman in there who uh, was from Mongolia, China, and she was talking about Xi Jinping and all the things that are happening in China and the underground church there. And that God always moves in seasons where the people are being persecuted. And we're, we're coming into a season like that right now. But she said God had been waking her up at four in the morning and she's been walking the streets of Battleground, Washington, where I live at four in the morning and just praying over it, praying over our, our, our city, praying over this district, praying over the county and the state. And the Lord asked her to take out her olive oil and pour it out on the street as she was walking. And he said, there's a healing coming and God is going to, God is going to heal this nation. God can do it. You guys, nothing is impossible with the Lord, but who did God send? Who does he send in first? When there's a battle to be won, he sends in the worshipers. He sends in the trumpets and the, and the singers and the, the ones who quote the Psalms and the people who lift their hands to the heavens and say, not to us, O Lord, but to you be honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. God is looking for people who will worship him in spirit and truth. And I believe that what this, this uh, Chinese immigrant told me, this woman who is so spirit filled and loves the Lord and is listening to him and, and crying out to him and praying to him every day, which is where we all should be. I think it's a foreshadowing of what's ahead, but we must engage in the spiritual battle, not by might and not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Hope you guys will come back tomorrow. I've got a great uh, lineup for you. Some guests coming on the show. Don't forget to listen tomorrow to America's Town Hall. That airs every Wednesday. I'm going to try. I try to do one once a week on Wednesdays. I'm a little bit behind because I had uh, the Rona 
but uh, we're, we're getting, getting our feet back on the ground again. And uh, we just want to love on you guys and encourage you to say, hey, get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Also wanted to let you guys know, those of you who are in the area, that um, Saturday, the 21st, we're going to be gathering for just an hour to continue our 40 days of prayer for this area. And that's going to be happening at Church on the Rock from five o'clock to six o'clock. My friend Ray Reynolds and I are going to be heading that up. It's an opportunity for you to come and sing and to pray with us, to pray over our nation and to particularly pray for uh, God's work and his heart to be done in Clark County, Washington. After that, on Sunday, the 22nd, starting at 1 p.m. at Louisville Park, we're going to be doing an awesome barbecue for anybody who wants to get involved in helping me with my campaign. So that's 1 p.m. at Louisville Park on the 22nd. You guys come on out and join me and let's link arms together and see what God will do. We'd love you guys have a great day and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.